So is salvation repayment for all the money I've given to the poor, all the people that I didn't kill, all the times I didn't lie, all of the Sabbaths that I kept, all of the veggie links I had to eat? All the time that I worship God, I pray to God, I read my Bible. Is salvation a reward for that? It's a gift. So salvation is a gift. Now I still hear, okay, so all the other questions are going to be rhetorical because y'all getting loud and arguing in y'all fuse. But amen, I'm glad you're thinking, I'm glad you're thinking. It, the question asks another way, if I live right, if I'm faithful, if I keep all the commandments, then God will save me? Okay, turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. And actually, we're going to read it from the New Century Version. Let's read it together. It says, it's on the screen, when people work, their pay is not given as a gift, but as something earned. But people cannot do any work that will make them right with God. So they must trust in him who makes even evil people right in his sight. Then God accepts their faith and make, makes, that makes them right with him. David said the same thing. He said that people are truly blessed when God, without paying attention to their deeds, makes people right with himself. Blessed are they whose sins are forgiven, whose wrongs are pardoned. Now that was Romans chapter 4. Verses 4 through 8. So that says that when people work, what they receive is not a gift, but rather something they have earned. Right? We're still trying to figure out this salvation thing. So Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Let's read this together. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So now, when I ask you, is salvation a gift or reward, what is it? And the church said, amen. The Bible tells us over and over again that salvation is a gift gift of God. As a matter of fact, Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so when Jesus Christ died, he died to give us life. He died to save our souls. And the Bible says that he who has the Son has life. And he who has not the Son has not life. 
there's a story told of this great art collector who had amassed a great fortune through his many pieces of art. He was getting old in age and other collectors around were watching him because they wanted that art when he passed away. He didn't have uh, much family left. His wife had died and his son had been killed in the war. And finally that day had come where he had died and he commanded in his will that all of his art was to be auctioned off. People came from all over the world. They wanted a piece of this thing. They wanted Van Gogh and they wanted Picasso. They wanted to see all of these great things and maybe make them theirs. So they came. There was an energy and excitement in the room and they hold up the first painting. It's a, a painting by a no-name author. It's a picture of uh, uh, his son. And the people are like, oh, okay, come on, get to the good stuff. Where's Da Vinci? Where, where is Van Gogh? Where is Picasso? And they said, well, the will said we've got to sell this first. Is there a, a bid, the opening bid, $50,000? It was quiet then, just like it's quiet now. There was no bid for 50, not even 10. They waited and waited. Uh, uh, somebody said, uh, I'll give you 500 if it'll move this thing along. And so uh, 500, can I get 1,000? Silence. 500 going once, twice, sold to the gentleman in the back for five. $100. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for the auction. The auction is closed. The people begin to, to, to be upset. They said, wait a minute. We came here for priceless arts of work. What's going on? I want that Da Vinci. What's up with the Van Gogh? Bring out the Picasso. He said, I'm sorry, but the will stipulated whoever has the sun takes all. Whoever has the son has everything. The Bible says he who has the son has life. He who has the son has power. He who has the son has forgiveness. He who has the son has a new start. He who has the son has deliverance. He who has the son has everything. See, salvation is a great gift from a great God. And it's not based on our keeping the commandments. It's not based on our diet. It's not based on how nice you are to children. Uh, it's not how much money you give to the poor. Ooh, it's quiet in here. Because I know people who don't eat meat because they believe they won't get to go to heaven if they do. I know people who who keep the Sabbath because they believe that if they do, then that will get them to heaven. I know people who go to Mass and do Hail Marys because they believe that that will get them to heaven. This month is Ramadan for those in the Muslim faith, and they were interviewing some uh, Muslims this week, and during Ramadan, you have to fast from sunup to sundown. And it's been hot all week, and they can't eat or drink. And so they're like, you know, how are you all coping? Is it worth it? Um, how, how are you all doing this? 
You've got football players. You've got construction workers, people who have to be out in the sun all day. And one of the guys that they interviewed, he said, oh, I'm a, I'm a cope. I'm going to do it because it's better than hell's fire. If you don't do this, if we don't do this, we're going straight to hell. So we're going to get over it. So what I want you to see is no matter what your denomination, your brand of faith, the enemy has people all over the world equally confused about salvation. But at the end of the day, Jesus declares that no one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus declares, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Jesus declares that he is the only way and in him is life. That's why the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. If you have the Son, then you have life. Titus chapter 3 verse 5 says, He saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. It's not based on how good you are, but it's based on how great God is. His great mercy, his great grace, his great love. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we should be called the children of God. There was a story in the Guide magazine. You all know this, the Sabbath school lesson, Guide magazine. It was the story of an Indian, I want to call her a queen, but they didn't allow females to rule. She was wife to the king, but he died. And when he died, she was pregnant. And so they wanted to see what sex the girl was, the, the baby was going to be to see if she would have an heir or not. Well, she had a girl, and so they had to find a male son. And so what she said is she decided to call a different a boys to the palace, and she had this great dinner for them. Now, most of them had never seen a fork, a spoon, uh, they hadn't used utensils. They were used to sitting on the floor and eating with their fingers. And they, she put them in this great big banquet hall with all of these chandeliers and all of this stuff and told them not the reason they were there. And so all of the boys began to devour the food. But it was one boy whose mom says, you're not dressed for the palace, but you have something deep in the inside of you. And so I want you to do what you're supposed to do. I want you to be careful and let wisdom guide you. And so he sat there and he watched closely at the, the queen. And whatever she did, that's what he did. And so everybody was digging with their hands, but he saw her uh, open up her napkin and take out a fork and use it. And so he did exactly what she did. And everybody was doing all of this stuff and he was just following her example. Now she was watching all of the boys and not letting them know that she was watching. But before that meal was over, she had decided that she would adopt him. I wish I could tell you his name, but I've been struggling trying to pronounce it. 
But he reigned for 64 years in India. And he was adopted. He became royalty. And it was only because of her grace. He hadn't earned it. He became her son, and with that, he inherited one of the largest fortunes ever. He inherited over $1 billion, and this took place in the 1800s. And it was because of a gift. And in the same way, when we repent and when we turn to God, when we accept Christ, we receive the priceless gift of eternal life. Ellen White says this, this salvation comes not to us as a reward for our good works, not bestowed because of the merits of sinful man, but it is a gift unto us having its foundation for the bestowal in the spotless righteousness of Christ. So salvation comes not as a reward for our works, but it is a gift from Christ. So the question is, what do we do with these good works? What do we do with the Ten Commandments? What do we do with doing good for others? Where does that fit? Boy, it's quiet in here. I'm glad to hear those wheels thinking. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Amen? Let's turn to Psalm chapter 19, and we'll start at verse 7. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. So there are rewards. Amen? And the Bible says that God rewards us when we follow his instructions, when we do his teaching, when we obey, when he keeps his, uh, when we keep his commandments. You receive the gift of God, but the Bible says you also receive rewards. Amen? Matthew 16, verse 27, it says, For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels. Then he will reward each person according to what they have done. There's a reason the Bible says to obey what God has said. You don't do it to get to heaven. You don't do it to earn salvation. 
But the Bible says that when you uh, give your life to Christ and Christ comes in you, then you receive the power of the Holy Ghost. He works in you to will and to do his good pleasure. What does that mean? God begins changing your insides and you want to do right. And in doing right, the Bible says you will receive great reward. Now, a lot of people think the reward is getting to heaven. But that is not the reward. When you get to heaven, there will be other rewards. Have you thought about how a Jesus could tell the martyrs uh, if you're persecuted, if you're killed, they may kill you? He said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Now, do you think people who lived half lives and in the last minute, gave their life to Christ, and people who live completely sold out for Christ, so much so they sang and praised God as they were stoned to death, are going to receive the same reward? The Bible says great is their reward in heaven. The Bible tells us that we receive rewards. And so a lot of times when things are taking place and we think nobody sees, I ain't at church, I could talk to you any old kind of way. My mama ain't around, she doesn't know what I'm saying, doing. But the Bible says that there are rewards to keeping and honoring God's teaching and instruction. Now, next week, this is what we're going we're gonna to be talking about, these rewards. And I'm telling you, it changed my life. It changed my family's life. Today is just a preamble to let you know that salvation is not a reward. It is a gift. And then we're going to begin to get into the rewards of this thing. And all of the blessings that God has for those who keep his commandments all of the blessings for those that, that, that love God and follow his instruction, you all don't know. And some of us are missing stuff and wondering, like, well, I thought that if I paid my tithe, then I would, you know, experience all these blessings. But, well, y'all just got to come back next week for that. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20, uh, 23 and 24 it, let's read it together. Whatever you do, work, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. That means we can't have do stuff. That means that we can't um, be shoddy in the way that we, that means we can't be mean to people. That means we can't, uh, um, just all of the things that we do and we think that it doesn't matter. The Bible says, uh, Jesus says, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. A lot of us thought, well, since I'm saved, I'm straight. But no, I mean, heaven is just, that's just, that's entry level to the kingdom of God. God has so much more for us. God has so many more blessings for us. 
God has so much more power and anointing for us. God wants us to live lives in supernatural ways. And if we had this minimum wage mentality, we're going to miss out on a lot. Let me, let me read this uh, quote from you uh, from Ellen White. It says, our acceptance of God is not upon the ground of our good works, but our reward will be according to our works. So our salvation, not according to what we do, but our reward will be. I need you all to get this, and I need you to get it good. Some of us, you know, we thought that, uh, you know, we thought we was just keeping the Sabbath so we could get in the glory. And then we don't do it, be like, well, forgive me, Lord. But you messing with your rewards. You messing with your blessing. You messing with some of the things. I'm getting into next week, sir. I'm sorry. John the Revelator says this, Revelation 14, 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord henceforth. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors for their deeds what? Their deeds what? Their deeds follow them. That means that the things we do now, whether or not we take care of our kids, whether or not we are deadbeat dads, and people think we're, you know, so holy, holy this, and don't know we got family somewhere else and not taking care of our kids. The Bible says that our works follow us. Now, this is the verse that blew my mind. Y'all will shout next week. Next week, we'll shout. But today, we got to learn, amen? Uh, first. Corinthians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. This blew my mind. It says, because we're talking about the judgment, and the verse before says that um, you can't build on any foundation other than uh, Christ. And so our life, we're building on the foundation with different things. And it says, if what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. So if the things you, how the Bible talks about lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven because a lot of us get real caught up in making sure we got treasure in the bank and we forget about heaven and then all that's going to be burned and so God is telling you in advance make sure you lay up treasure in heaven so that what has been built, that means you building characters, that means you investing in souls, you're investing in people who are going to be in heaven, so that when, it all, when it's all said and done, you have something that survives. Okay, so what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. And if it is burnt up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. So the Bible says that you can be saved, just barely escaping through the flames, and not receive a reward. I, you know, I, I kind of feel like maybe the thief on the cross, he may be in that kind of category. You know what I mean? He didn't live long enough to really build on a good foundation. He made it, just barely, in his dying breath, and the Bible says he may suffer a lot. When, when, when 
when God looks at his works, he may suffer loss, yet he'll be saved, if only though as one escaping through the flames. That shall not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen? We're building on a true foundation. We're building on a firm foundation. Amen? Second John, verse 8, only one chapter. It says, watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. See, many of us, we come in, we get saved, we get comfortable, we get complacent, we start tripping. And Paul, well, John says, don't do that. Don't lose what you have worked for so long. Do not lose that. You want a full reward. That means you need to go from glory to glory. That means you need to go from strength to strength. That means you need to be all up in the word. That means you need to feast on it. You need to meditate it both day and night. That means you need to live your life according to the teaching and instruction of the Lord. So you don't lose your reward, but are rewarded fully. Ellen White says, if we do not lose, even if we don't lose our souls, we shall realize in eternity the result of our unused talent. God gave us all kind of stuff, and he wanted us to sow into his kingdom. He wanted us to have great rewards. And she said, even if you don't go to hell, when the judgment comes, you're going to look and you're going to realize the result of not doing not using, not blessing as God called you to do. Another uh, quote that I'm not sure I put up there or not, it says, for all knowledge that we might have gained and did not, there will be eternal loss. Now, I really don't want to go to heaven and be real regretful. I don't want to go to heaven and be like, man, I wish I had talked to my crazy cousin about Christ. I don't want to go to heaven and be like, man, I wish that I had written that book or, or had started that ministry that God told me to do. Man, I wish that I had built more on the foundation of Christ. Man, I wish I, I, I spent more time in the kingdom than in the office. Man, see, I don't want to get to heaven and have those kind of regrets. I praise God for the great gift, but I understand that's, that's minimum wage. And I don't know about you, but I am not a minimum wage. Okay, well. Well, I know I'm not. It, it looks like it's about two of us who who not. Even And I'm not mad at you if you minimum wage on earth, but don't be minimum wage in glory. Hello, somebody? Not when your father is rich in, in, in houses and land. Not when the Bible says that he blesses us with every spiritual blessing. Not when he says and promises that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. Salvation is a gift, not a reward. And for this reason, God gave this wonderful, 
wonderful gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his most precious gift. For God, the Lord of earth and heaven, so loved and longed to see forgiven the world in sin and pleasure mad that he gave the only son he had, his only son to take our place, that whosoever, oh, what grace, believeth, placing simple trust in him, the righteous and the just should not perish, lost in sin, but have everlasting life in him. The old folks used to say, not the labor of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. Rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. God has blessed us with a wonderful, wonderful gift. If you have not accepted the gift of salvation and you want to today, you don't want to go another second without receiving this the unsearchable riches of Christ. You don't want to live another second without accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Then what I want you to do, the, the connection card, on the back, it says, my next step today is to accept the gift of salvation for the first time. Maybe you want more information about becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. Maybe you uh, know about him, but you want to be in our next baptism. If that's you, I just want you to check, check it right here. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask that your spirit would move through this place. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the gift of salvation. Father, we repent because many of us thought that we were working and doing the things we were doing so we could get to heaven. Lord, forgive us. And thank you for securing our tickets solely by the blood of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, there are some who want to accept Christ for the first time today. Lord, I pray that you would be with them as they make their decisions. I pray that you would seal their commitments, oh God. There may be others, oh God, who need to make this decision again because they chose Christ, but then they turned their back on him. And God is calling them back. Heavenly Father, they, they, they want to get their life right with you. They want to walk in new paths. Lord, I pray that you would bless them and seal their commitment as they check that box on becoming a follower of Christ. Move in this place, Holy Spirit.